0: This is a podcast from Delance Healing Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10:30 in the Delance Yealing Church building at LeBank St. Sampson in the Channel Islands of Guernsey. To contact us or to find out more information about us, please visit our website at delancehealing.co.uk. Reading Matthew 27, verses 21 to 32 the governor answered and said unto them whether of, of the twain will ye I'm sorry it's very difficult to oh, better. Um, whether of the twain will ye that I release unto you they said barabbas pilate said unto them what shall i do then with with jesus which is called christ i'm sorry it's the governor answered and said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, What then shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said to him, Let him be crucified. Then the governor said, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a tumult was rising, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this person, you see to it. And all the people answered and said, His blood be on on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, and when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus unto the praetorium and gathered the whole garrison around him and they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. When they had twisted a crown of thorns they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him saying Hail, King of the Jews! Then they spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head and when they had mocked him they took the robe off him Put his own clothes on him, and led him away to be crucified. Now, as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name, him they compelled to bear the cross. And when they had come to a place called Golgotha, that is to say, place of a skull, they gave him sour wine mingled with gall to drink. But when he tasted it, he would not come.
1: This is a podcast from Delancey Hill Church. We meet every Sunday morning at ten thirty in the Delancey Ealin Church building at La Bank St. Samson in the Channel Islands of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at elancyealin.co.uk. friend of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand, and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. After they whipped Jesus, at the uh, the stripes, and they whipped him, his back was sort of torn to pieces, and we all know the incredible degradation that was when his back was ripped to pieces. But there's three things they did after the whipping. First thing they did was put a crown of thorns on him. Second thing they did, they put a reed in his hand. Third thing they did is they put a a purple robe on him. We just think a few of those things. You know, the robe they put on Jesus. If you watch something like, uh, if you watch different films on that, often the impression given is that it was a beautiful, you know, beautiful long robe. But you know, what? in the Greek, the actual robe was, barely covered your chest. It was a very short robe. And so when that robe was put on Jesus, basically, it, it really, he was still naked from the waist down. It's just a short robe that was put upon him. And the Bible says they put a, a rod, a reed in his hand. And really, when the soldiers did that, it was to mock him. And that reed that they put in his hand, that scepter of reed that they put in his hand was, was actually a, a kind of sign of weakness. They wanted to humiliate him. And just that sense this morning, I'll just make you, but but Jesus allowed himself to become weak. He could have just boom destroyed the whole earth in just a moment. But he became weak so that we could know his strength and his power. He he humbled himself, became obedient to him. He he became incredibly weak. He let men do whatever they desired to do to him and just came to that place of weakness on our behalf. That's an horrible thing. I don't know if you've ever done that, to to actually come to it sometimes a voluntarily place of weakness. And and Jesus brought himself voluntarily to a place of weakness. So when they put that, that kind of reed in his hand, they were declaring he was weak, he was powerless. And we know that wasn't true. Is that right? The third thing I want you to notice, and I want to focus on this morning, was they platted a crown of thorns. And they smashed the thorns in his head. I was, believe it or not, I was doing the garden, I think, a couple of days ago. Believe it or not, I was, actually. Uh, and what I was doing there, it was just, a, it, it's so small, the thorns. It, it's not even a millimetre. And something had got into my finger, and it just really hurt. I just, just a little small thorn, and for days I still had that thorn, perhaps I'm a baby, that really hurts it? And I was thinking, how much it must feel for three and a half inch thorns to be smashed into your head. And three and a half inch thorns were smashed into his head. A few of the things, that what, the, what, what these thorns stood for. The first thing, and we, I think it was one of the verses came there. If you want to turn to, to Genesis 3, because what the thorns speak of it speaks of, of the curse. Jesus took on himself the curse. And right there, the very first chapters of the Bible were reminded of thorns. Genesis 3, verse 17. Here's what God said to Adam because of his disobedience. He says, Because you've heard, heeded the voice of your wife, I'm not going to go down there, and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat of it, Curses the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and fishels shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat of the herbs of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread. So, blame Adam for all the toil and the sweat that you're producing there. For out of it you were taken, for dust you shall return. It speaks of a curse. But Jesus became a curse so that we could come into blessing. The word blessing really simply means favour with God. Isn't that amazing? That we can encounter and experience favour with God. The Bible says, "The cursed is he who hangs on a tree. He became a curse, the Bible says, so that you could enter into the blessings of Abraham. All the blessings that was reserved for the Jewish people has now been made available to us. And even beside that, even more. Because we've entered into a new covenant. Better promises, better blood. I want you to see three things really what, what, what the thorns resemble. Here's the first thing. The sign of sin, sorrow and sweat. When Jesus had that crown of thorns placed on his head, the first thing he was actually saying is that I'm taking sin. The Bible says he who knew no sin became what? Sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus, who was totally and perfectly sinless, all of the sin of the world, all the suffering, all the pain, all the agony, all the evil of our world from the beginning of time, was placed upon the body of Jesus in a moment. He took it all. All your sin, all my sin, all my failure or your father. It was all placed upon Jesus and he became sin for us. Imagine somebody who didn't know sin becoming sin. It was so placed upon him, even God the Father turned his back. And the cry from the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because he had become sin. He became separated even from his father in that moment. Let me just take this further because a crown represents authority, rulership and power. And because Jesus wore a crown, you know what I've declared to this, this morning? He's king. He's king over sin, he's king over sorrow and he's king over sweat. That's what, the, that's what the thorns represent and he's representing, he's king over it. King over sin, king over sorrow and king over sweat. How does he rule over your sin and my sin? Because one thing you'll find, ever found this, that the enemy will accuse us of our past. The enemy will accuse us of our sin. One thing about the thorns, that you know the thorns that were placed on Jesus' head? They were poisonous thorns. They were poison. The edge of those thorns was poison. So that poison was placed into his brow. And I was thinking often, think of the, the thorns that accuse us. Think of of the thoughts that accuse us. The thoughts that condemn us. The thoughts that torment us. That get deep inside our hearts and torment us and accuse us. Jesus took that stuff from you. Because those thoughts that accuse us and condemn us lead to guilt. They make us feel condemned. They make us not feel good about ourselves. They accuse us and, and weigh us down. But when sin is repented of, it passes through the blood of Jesus and that failure, that sin, is disintegrated by the blood. The blood completely disintegrates sin. I'm just thinking, and someone said this, and it's just, every read a thought, that kind of goes over in your mind, that the blood doesn't just deal with the root of sin, it deals with the seed of sin. You think about this, that if it was just the, if, if you just pull a root out, but if you, if you leave the seed still in, then it's going to grow back. Is that right? That's why the most powerful kind of, if you like, weed killers are those that not just kill the root, but they kill the, the seed. Because if the seed remains, it's going to grow back. And the blood of Jesus is so powerful, he doesn't just deal with the root of sin, he deals with the seed of sin. That's why when his blood fell, it fell onto the ground. Think about this. The Bible says the blood of Abel speaks greater than the... The blood of Jesus speaks greater than the blood of Abel because the blood of Abel is in the ground and he's crying out for vengeance. But the blood of Jesus cries out. Do you know how the blood speaks? Do you know what it says? Forgive. Forgive them, Father. Forgive them, forgive them, forgive them. It speaks of forgiveness. And so Jesus wants you to get a hold of the thorns today to recognise that his blood speaks disintegration, complete removal, every stain of sin has been removed by the blood of Jesus. second thing that the thorns speak of is sorrows. When we become discouraged, when we're in a place of despair, if you like, isn't it wonderful you can just come to God in prayer? And you can know this morning that because of the thorn of, the thorn, the crown of thorns that Jesus took upon himself, he's master over every situation. He's master over every circumstance. He's master over everything that you and I face. Because he's king over that. He's king over sorrows. He's the Lord over sorrows. Third thing, he's king over sweat. What? I'm not just talking about, I'm not talking about kind of work, okay? Think of the things that make you sweat. I think worry makes us sweat. Anxiety. All kinds of pressures. Those kind of things make us sweat. Psalm 138 verse 8 says this. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. I love that. I've been meditating on that verse this week. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. The Lord is more concerned about your concerns than you're concerned about yourself. He will perfect that which which concerns me, because he's king over all my concerns. In the, it's, in, it's in the parable of the sower. Let me remember the parable of the sower. One of the, the, one of the things that happened to, to, to some of the soil were told, was told that the ground, and one of the things Jesus speaks of, he says thorns grow up, remember that? And he says, these are the things that the thorns do. He said it it resembles the the deceitfulness of riches, and the second thing was it represents the, the cares of the world. He's king over cares. He's king over it, he rules over it. So whatever you're concerned about, maybe this morning, what's uttermost in your heart right now? What's causing you to sweat? What's weighing you down? The Bible says this: cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. I lift my eyes up unto the hills from whence will come my help. You don't have to be weighed down, you don't have to be held down. If you look to the crown of thorns that was placed upon a Savior's head, know that he is king over all the thorns, king over sin. King over over concerns. King over sweat. He's king over it. He's lord over it. He carried it all on himself on the cross. Let's just bow ahead just for a few moments right now. Just for a few moments. Just meditate just for those few moments on the crown of thorns. Got up there on the screen. Think of that crown of thorns that was placed upon Jesus. And when you see that crown of thorns, just remember this morning, He's King. He's King over sin. We don't have to be overwhelmed and living under guilt and condemnation because the crown of thorns was placed upon Him. We don't have to struggle with tormenting thoughts or accusing thoughts because the crown of thorns was placed upon him. He took the poison of those thoughts into his own, into his own body. Secondly today, he's king over our concerns, over our worries. He's king over the things that cause us to, be, to sweat over. and He's just king, he's lord, he's ruler over it. The soldiers placed that crown on him in a a way to mock him. But Jesus has taken, if you like, the mocking and became ruler and Lord and the one who has all authority. Hallelujah. Lord, we want to come this morning and we just want to look to you today. Thank you, Lord, for the amazing power that we have experienced through the cross. We look to the cross today, Lord, and we see the fact that you just took those crown of thorns, those crown of thorns were smashed on your head. Lord, you took our curse, that curse that should have been ours. You became a curse so that we could experience your blessing, Lord. You took our sin. You took our sorrows and pain and you took our concerns and worries and anxieties. And so, Lord, we want to rejoice today in what the cross means to us. And as we go throughout the rest of this day, Lord, I pray that continually just reveal the realities and the truth of your amazing cross today. Lord, I just pray, that, Lord, Lord, today that, that, that we just want to lift Jesus in that central place today. We want to thank you for the cross. We want to thank you for what you did for us on the cross. We just want to give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Delancey Elim Church. For more podcasts, information or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelim.co.uk